0: Okay, let's get it. Locked on LSU, your team every day. I'm Matt Moscona, ESPN Radio, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, CST, and right here for the Locked on LSU podcast. Glad to have you hanging out with us here on a Thanksgiving Eve edition. We will uh, get to the latest college football playoff rankings, uh, the first college football playoff rankings uh, that are out. LSU hoops set to tip off the season on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, But I want to start with something that, uh, honestly... I'm a little surprised, maybe even a little embarrassed that we didn't spend more time on Monday and Tuesday this week. And it's about T.J. Finley because it's odd we're talking so little about a true freshman quarterback who went on the road in his third career start and threw for over 270 yards and led a game-winning touchdown drive on the road in conference play in inclement weather and the the touchdown pass, the game winning touchdown pass, was on a broken play where he had to improvise. You know, so I, I wanted to give some kind of perspective because you know, coming out of that game, I think people are obviously excited that LSU won. Um, a lot of the conversation has been about progress that the defense has made, although still giving up too many big plays. And then looking ahead to Texas A and M, but what happened on on Saturday? It's almost like we're losing context for just how impressive that was for a true freshman on the road leading that game-winning touchdown drive. So what I wanted to do, I went back and I looked at the third start for every quarterback prior to this year. Now, it's worth noting, Miles Brennan's third career start was on the road to Missouri, and he threw for 400 yards and four touchdowns, and LSU lost the game. But still, that was Brennan's third start as a fourth-year junior. Let's go back. Joe Burrow's third start, 2018 at Auburn. This was the Cole Tracy walk-off. Burrow was 15 of 34, so less than 50% completion. 249 yards and a score. Pretty good day, but that was a fourth-year player. 2016, Danny Etling's third start was at Auburn. This was Les Miles' last game. 15 of 27, 118 and a score. Not a banner day. In 2015, Brandon Harris's third start came at home against Auburn. This was the game where Leonard Fournette was flipping dudes over his shoulder that day game in Tiger Stadium. Harris was 12 of 17 for 74 yards and a score. Anthony Jennings, back in 2014, his third start was against Sam Houston State, so a lesser opponent. He only threw the ball 13 times, seven of 13, but for 188 and three scores. And then Zach Mettenberger, back in 2012, his third start came against Idaho. 17 of 22 for 222, two scores, and an interception. None of them, by the way, were true freshmen. Burrow was a third year junior in 2018. Same for Danny Etling in 2016. Brandon Harris was a sophomore in 2015. Anthony Jennings was a sophomore in 2014. And Zach Mettenberger was a fourth year junior in 2012. So for TJ Finley to go 27 of 42 for 271, two touchdowns, no picks, that is massively impressive. And he did not turn the ball over, which was clearly one of the big issues against Auburn, probably the issue against Auburn uh, in the 48-11 to 11 loss where Finley turned it over three times and that led to 21 points for Auburn and ultimately is how the game got away from LSU. But no turnovers, game-winning touchdown drive on the road in the slop in Arkansas, a massively impressive day for T.J. Finley that I don't think we're talking enough about and that's the kind of context that I think is important for the remainder of this season. If, if you've been listening to the show, you know, one of the things that we talked about is what's so critically important over these next five games is what happens at the quarterback position over the, the final, including the Arkansas game and then these next four, is this is going to dictate in many respects what happens over the next four or five years at quarterback for LSU. If Finley, Johnson, some combination there will play very well, then one of those is very likely your starter to begin the season next year. If they don't play well, then you very likely bring back Miles Brennan, and, and he's your guy at the start of the season, at, at, or at, at least you have a quarterback competition to start the season. So it, I just don't want that moment to be lost. And we've seen freshmen have big moments. In 2013, Anthony Jennings came off the bench for an injured Zach Mettenberger in his freshman season and led the game-winning touchdown drive against Arkansas in Tiger Stadium, and then, of course, went and won the bowl game against Iowa down in the Outback Bowl in 2013. So we've seen some of those moments before. We saw Brandon Harris in 2014 as a true freshman come off the bench against Mississippi State, against New Mexico State, and have nice days in relief, but then his start against Auburn didn't go very well. So there's been a mixed bag. But that was a, a, a moment, maybe a benchmark moment, where we need to point to that and say, that could be the grow-up moment for TJ Finley. The touchdown pass to Jarae Jenkins leading that two-minute drive, the game-winning drive on the road at Arkansas, is when he grew up and established himself. Now, the challenge becomes even more sincere. Instead of Arkansas, you're on the road at Texas A&M, a top-ten team, arguably the best defense in the SEC. It will be a raucous crowd in College Station. As, as they will be closer to capacity than any venue LSU's played in yet this year. Big opportunity for T.J. Finley. Let's see if he can build on what happened this last week at uh, at Arkansas. Of course, if you're going to be watching the Tigers and the Aggies this week, you might as well reach for some cold Coors Light, the beer that is literally made to chill. Maybe uh, with tomorrow being Thanksgiving, maybe you, you want to bypass wine or whatever it may be at the Thanksgiving table. You want to drink an ice-cold draft beer or an ice-cold beer, excuse me, you want to reach for Coors Light. Look, like there's sports on TV, you got a full day of NFL ball, and of course, you got college football action coming as well. So, reach for the beer that's made to chill cold lager, cold filtered, cold package. Coors Light is literally made to chill, as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, and perfect for any moment to unwind. Watching your favorite team, hanging out with the family on Thanksgiving, or just unwinding after work. And you can get the new look Coors Light delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. That's get.coorslight.com. When you need to hit the reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Coors Light, get.coorslight.com, and have it delivered straight to your door. Get.coorslight.com. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, celebrate responsibly. And we are also, of course, brought to you by Built Bar. Listen, I understand that on Thanksgiving, it's time to, like, unbutton the pants a little bit, right? And just absolutely indulge. So if you're preparing today for that, or after Thanksgiving when you realize, yeah, we should probably <laughs> scale back the calories a little bit, uh, Built Bar is perfect for that. Bilt Bar is magnificent. Listen, we also have an amazing offer right now from our friends at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the world. Go to builtbar.com. And you can get 25% off for Black Friday. Plus, don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to save an extra percent off. Now, here's the kicker. You don't really know what that extra percent is going to be. It's sort of your holiday gift until you get to the website and you get to check out. So, again, go to BuiltBar.com and you can get 25% off for Black Friday. Plus, don't forget to use your promo code Locked On to get an extra percent off. So go to BuiltBar.com on Black Friday and save big. So after further review, there will be no uh, Locked On LSU on Thanksgiving. The entire Locked On network is taking the day off. So no show tomorrow. Uh, but we will be back on Friday giving you a full preview of LSU and Texas A&M. So uh, we'll look forward to seeing you back here for the Locked On LSU podcast on Friday. And We're going to wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. Um, LSU basketball will tip off tomorrow on Thanksgiving Day against Southern Illinois Edwardsville. So on Friday, we'll also recap LSU's season opener, how that goes as Tigers are on the road up at the Billiken Classic in St. Louis. Um, On Tuesday night, College Football Playoff Selection Committee released its first rankings. And uh, LSU made a um, sort of dubious distinction uh, with the defending national champion being less left out of the inaugural rankings. Uh, That is the first time that that has happened. Uh, LSU is the first defending national champion not ranked in the college football playoffs inaugural rankings in the seven-year history of the playoff. Of course, first year being 2014 with Ohio State winning the first college football playoff and then being in the first rankings in 2015. But a a dubious distinction for LSU, Uh, Alabama number one, Notre Dame number two, Clemson 3 with its only loss to undefeated Notre Dame of course that was an overtime double overtime loss on the road without Trevor Lawrence and then Ohio State comes in at number 4 Texas A&M 5 Florida 6 Georgia 9 Auburn 22 so that r- rolls out uh the the top 20 of the SEC uh, rounds out the SEC teams in the top 25 but a um certainly a, a disappointing day and not a, not in any way unexpected no one expected LSU to be included in these rankings but You know, in some respects, it does speak to the work that LSU still has to do in rebuilding this program. And Ed Ogeron's alluded to it several times, and he's referenced 2017, how in his first year he was building toward a championship program. You know, the thing, though, that if you're an LSU fan that shouldn't sit well is nobody wants to go back to 2017. You don't want to win a championship and then regress three years and tell me it's going to take another three years to build back up again. You know, what LSU fans want and deserve is consistency among the nation's elite. That's where Clemson is. That's where Alabama is. That's where Ohio State is. That's where Oklahoma has been. And that's where LSU fancies itself. And quite honestly, considering the resources that LSU has, it's where LSU should be. The only program to win more national titles since 2003 than LSU is Alabama. LSU's three national championships trail only Alabama in that span. And LSU should have the expectation of consistently being in that conversation. I have said that for me, the baseline expectation for LSU football year in and year out should be the new year six. In a given year and a normal year, that would be a 10-2 and record, roughly. I mean, LSU made the Fiesta Bowl uh, in 2018 with a 9-3 and record. The year prior, they were nine and three and went to the Citrus Bowl. So sometimes it, it just depends how the given year goes. But if you're ten and two and you're playing in the SEC, if you're ten and two. You're going to be in the new year six, and that should be the baseline expectation for LSU. We should be talking about an LSU team as a a fifteen point underdog on the road at Texas A and M and a team that's staring down a sub five hundred record and you know backdooring into a a, a mid level bowl game because of. Of an exception this year where every team gets into gets into a bowl game just to fill the slots that that's not acceptable and it shouldn't be acceptable what's happening this year i don't care how much talent you lost a year prior should never be acceptable and this type of of insult you know insulting day where lsu becomes the first defending champion not included in the first college football playoff rankings the subsequent year is not something that should sit well with lsu fans it shouldn't sit well with the coaches, administrators, or players. And here's hoping that LSU can play with a little pride over the remainder of this season to try to move towards some type of impressive win. I mean, I I don't think it's realistic to hope that LSU could win out. My hope for this team is, you have one more game at home that is winnable, which is the Ole Miss game. And I hope that you play your best game against either Texas A&M or Florida and manage to get one of those so you have at least one marquee win in this season. I'm not saying it's likely, but that's my hope. And we do see upsets happen. I mean, heck, last year we saw South Carolina beat Georgia. We do see that from time to time. And LSU has enough talent if they can put it all together for one given day. But what's happening right now, as a, as a reminder, should not be acceptable. And it shouldn't just be, well, building toward a championship program again. LSU should maintain a championship-level status year in and year out. And hopefully... This year is the, the dose of cold, the dousing of cold water on the face to remind uh, this program and everyone therein how difficult it is to reach that level and the amount of work they have to do to get back there. All right, it is the Lockdown LSU podcast. We're glad you're with us. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so yet. We'll wrap up next. Lockdown LSU, your team every day. Wrapping up a Wednesday edition here on the Lockdown LSU podcast and glad you're with us. And you know, as we head into Thanksgiving, um, I... Unfortunately, we're going to wrap up with a, uh, a dose of, of bad news. Uh, former LSU football player, uh, local restaurateur, Ruffin Rodriguez, has died. Uh, that word became official um, on, on, uh, on, on Wednesday morning. And there's been little information um, about uh, what has happened. Uh, Ruffino's did release a statement. The restaurant released a statement Wednesday morning. Uh, which read: "Ruffino's is saddened to announce that our owner and founder, Ruffin Roderick Jr., passed away unexpectedly last night. Our thoughts and prayers are with his family during this difficult time. Uh, they did maintain that Ruffino's will remain open uh, for the holiday, as so many guests have Thanksgiving needs, and understandable. But listen, Ruffin was a uh, Ruffin was a friend personally. Um, of course, everyone who loved the Tigers knew Ruffin with his." Uh, um, his boisterous personality, if you ever made your way to Ruffino's, Ruffin would often stop by the table and, and sing a song, a happy birthday, or whatever it may be. But um, there are uh, Ruffin was, was very, very close to the entirety of the LSU football program. There might be few, if any, former Tigers that bled purple and gold like Ruffin did that remained as loyal and steadfast, as much of a fan of the program as, as Ruffin Rodriguez. Um, and our just prayers and our condolences go to his family and to everyone who loved him. Funeral services will be announced later. Um, Ed Ogeron was on the SEC coaches teleconference on Wednesday morning, and of course, Ed and Ruffin are both from the Bayou area. Ruffin uh, or, or Ed Ogeron on the teleconference uh, mentioned that he was quote crushed when he found out that um, that Ruffin had passed, but. Uh, To those that knew Ruffin and loved him, our our prayers and condolences. Uh, He was certainly a a regular on on our radio station and our show and uh, did many, many shows from Ruffinos on Thursdays during football season. And um, especially during this uh, holiday time, um, I can't imagine how how difficult it must be for for his family and those that know him well and loved him. But um, our prayers are with Ruffin's family, and uh, may he rest in peace. I want to wish you all a a very happy and joyous Thanksgiving with your family. Hug them tight and love them because you just never know. I'll do it for a Wednesday edition here on the Lockdown LSU Podcast. Uh, Have a wonderful Thanksgiving with family and friends wherever you may be celebrating. And we'll see you Friday. Lockdown LSU, your team every day.